welcome to Enlivening Musings. I'm Crystal. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to be talking about the connection between our hearts and our genitals or womb space area, the, that whole area, because it is all connected and it's incredible. Um, so we had to make this its very own episode. Um, if you listened to last week's episode, you probably heard Katie talking about connecting her heart and her head. And, you know, that's that's the third piece to all of this, too, because you can have connection between the head, the heart, and I'll say yoni a lot because that's just... When I'm doing my work, I work mostly with women, and that is the word that I use that is sacred to me in naming everything for vulva, vagina, all of that whole entire genital region. So I'll probably say that more often as we go on. Um, But even in last week's episode when I was listening to Katie saying that, you know, she was reminiscing on times when she didn't listen to her heart and she listened to her head. And what's cool about the heart yoni connection is in those moments now, she could go there as like a third thing. Mm. And so I kind of wanted to say that in the last episode. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to wait because I know we're going to talk oh. about this. So, <laughs> you know, that would be a really cool experience for me because hearing you say that, I definitely felt a response, like an emotional yeah. response of like, Ooh, that would take it to another level. Um, and then I come to that. It's interesting. We talk a lot in the myofascial release world of like holding at the barrier, okay, which can mean both tissue structurally but for me right now, what I'm feeling is like, I don't know where to go with that from there. I don't even know how I would. And so I'm like, okay, so that's me. I'm going to have to kind of, I'm going to wait at that barrier with myself. When I get some time, I'm going to quiet down and sit with that and see where that takes me and what's cool. there. And feels a little scary to think about it right now, actually. Yeah. So I know that's some good work to do. Yeah. Mm. So... Everybody listening, just wherever you need to start, you know, start there. Um, So often when I'm leading with women, I have them start just breathing into their hearts. And, you know, we did a whole episode on the importance of your heart, too. So that that alone is just such a powerful, powerful experience to breathe into your heart, connect with your heart, expand into that, allow that whole space to have more spaciousness and openness. And then you can draw down and connect to a lot of times people do want to start with their womb because it is just, it encapsulates to me more of their whole general hip region. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like it feels like broader mm-hmm. and you know um, I want to say generic but that's not the right like word more three-dimensional yeah into the back and the hips right it's like it just everyone has pain too right and so just feeling that area and then of course if you are a woman and you've had any sort of birthing experiences losses anything just Surgeries. in the womb area you know then it, again it's like this nice stopping point so connecting just here so connecting the heart and the womb and what you're doing is you're really feeling 
the warmth (laughs) of both of these regions and you're listening to both of them at the same time and seeing, is there a resonance? Are they communicating with one another? Is the energy flowing from both back and forth? And then when you're ready, you can go down and cup your genitals. And then again, this is male or female. And same with the pelvic region, male or female. Um, And then you listen there. Now, is your heart in connection with your yoni? Have you been living from that place? Is your yoni completely turned off (laughs) and you're not listening to it because you know, back to the very beginning of all of this, there are women who will spend time just only living from their yonis. Does my (laughs) yoni say yes today? (laughs) Am I going to drink the coffee today? What does my yoni have to say? (laughs) Right? And so you can do that as well. But again, that connection of all of these areas is really, really huge. And we're still focusing just on the heart and yoni connection though for right now. Um, yeah, I mean, this just hearing you talk about this reminds me that I need to go back into that practice a little bit more myself, even because. And what I would say to that too for people that are new to it, because what comes up for me is like, um, as much as I've even like done this work, I still can tell there's a. I definitely don't have it fully embodied because I'm not quite sure. I think I'm. I still myself have some numbness there. But what I'm realizing now is I'm like noticing it. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm in like a deeper level of like getting into it. But I'm really curious to go now and spend some time there because just hearing you say this, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, I feel like I don't even know what to do. And that's when I think it's important. Just keep doing the practice. And we talk about that, the importance of a daily practice and like just keep coming back to it and be easy with yourself. It's like. The cliche, you're riding a bike, you just have to, or like well, I was said the other day, it's like brushing your teeth. Like as a kid, you didn't know you were supposed to do that every day and they'll pretty soon you do. And these practices can be the same way. Even yeah. if you feel like you don't know how to do it, just do what Crystal just said. Just do the experience and see what comes up. Exactly. And there's no pressure. <laughs> like they don't have to be connected right now. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> so what I think is important no to know. There's no judgment in that either. You know, yes. there could easily be ebb and flow with that. And it is the more you do it, the easier it is. And mm-hmm. the more like that it becomes for you. Um, when I had my day of desire class, you know, I had a uh, somebody saying how, you know, they were so connected for so long and then now they were struggling with that. And it's like, yeah, you know, there's easily Mm -hmm. going to be those times and you can know and be open to the fact that you could turn it on just like that if you are doing that practice because that's how it works for me now. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's moments where I'm like, oh, I don't even think that they're connected right now. And then I just like focus for 10 seconds if that Mm -hmm. sometimes and it's just like there they are okay yay (laughs) you know but it takes that awareness and then the regular practice and then that's how I feel like coming into my heart now it's easy but before I was like I kind of thought I was but it was so restricted and tight that I wasn't and now now I can and I'm like I don't have like a even a definite technique for anyone of like how that happened because to me it was my own personal experience of healing and that's what it's going to be 
Yes, always. And I would say, you know, the interesting thing is even if you don't know how to feel it or aren't aware, you're probably still going to affect the tissues because I see that a lot with women if we're doing um, like some pelvic floor work. And I've said this many times, like everyone can contract. Yeah. Well, not everyone. Some people have a hard time contracting, but most people are pretty good. And I'm like, oh, dang, okay, you got a nice contraction there. And I'll be like, okay, relax. And they're like, am I, am I, am I, did I relax? And I'm just like, no, it's actually might feel a little bit tighter. And it's, I'm kind of laughing because I'm like visualizing myself. Like if I would try to pull my finger or two out of the vaginal canal, it's like, er, er. Right. No, it's like, it's, it's pretty, it's, you're pretty tight in there still. Like, um, and you know, and it's, it's hard if you can't feel it. And I've been there too. And I'm just like, I, I don't know how I don't have that neuromuscular connection there to know how to relax. And so what I've started doing with people is like, okay, well, let's check a different part of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, feel if there's, and, and I'll do this with non-pelvic people too. I'm, we'll be working somewhere. I'm like, okay, feel the rest of your body. Is there anywhere that you still feel like you're holding tension? Let's just focus on that space. The heart space is a great place to come in and do that when we're working in the womb and just relax into there. And it always like blows my mind at how they don't even, they might not feel it physically. Um, but the pelvic floor starts to relax. Yeah. And it's just mind blowing because, you know, we think we're supposed to do all these specific techniques to the exact tissue we're working on to get it to relax, whether I'm working on a trigger point in the neck or the pelvic floor. Okay. What can I do to get this relax? I'm a rub, hold, blah, blah, blah. And so to see it, release and relax by not even quote unquote working in that area. It's really amazing as a therapist. Cause it just, it like rocks my world and my whole belief systems around the body. And I just continually think I'm just in awe of like how much we don't know about the human body and how we live as humans and how our body feels and moves and just the acknowledgement of like consciousness Mm -hmm. it's just hard to put it into words because it just continues to floor me of how that could even be (laughs) someone relaxes in their heart (sighs) feels safe and their pelvic floor relaxes I mean I know to me and you were like duh yeah that makes sense (laughs) but there's also a level of just like oh my god like how have we been approaching this so wrong? Yeah. And I mean, it's still magical to me, even though I'm sitting yeah. here like, oh, yeah, duh. It's like pure magic. Like, yes. Yeah. And maybe the, that's, that's how it works. <laughs> you yeah. know? And maybe that's why it feels so profound because it's so beautiful. It's so powerful. Yeah. That it's just like an awe inspiring event. Yeah. And I think. Because so many people and the world at large, even like you're saying, has been disconnected from this concept. And I like to look at it as just evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, we've just been evolving. We we had to learn first. Well, first we learned plants <laughs> could heal us, right? We learned that mm-hmm. plants could remedy these cuts, these illnesses these things and support us and then you know eventually we had more quote-unquote modern science and then that was able to even extract components of these plants and 
create uh, like other chemical compositions, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that could do that. And so then you have like the pharmaceuticals and then you have the physical body treatments of everything. And you go back, you know, ancient Ayurveda, right? Over 5,000 years old, predates Chinese medicine. Amazing. And you've got things like Abhyanga and the Shirdara and the Nasya and all of these things, <laughs> you know, that are all these different like treatments for the body. And a lot of those are very choreographed, mm-hmm. right? But then those types of things change too. And you start learning and concepts of trigger points and all right. this stuff. I mean, right. So this all comes to be and different ways to fix broken bones. And, you know, first it was always only a cast and now we can like insert screws and pins and rods. And I mean, it just seems so evolutionary to me yeah. where it's like, okay, we went all the way this way and then now we're coming back into this other way back, which is kind of like going back, but also is just a whole new evolution, you know? And it just happens to have some older practices to it, like connecting with our bodies and connecting with nature and those older systems of bringing emotions in and not, you know, and looking at the whole picture versus it just being this physical thing And yet there are the physical things. So physically Mm -hmm. connecting the heart and the genitals. There are physical, the planes of fascia that could all connect. But Mm -hmm. we also have um, within our nervous system, the vagus nerve. So you talk about feeling safe. You know, the vagus nerve technically doesn't go all the way into the pelvis, but it connects and branches out into the pelvic nerves that connects the heart and the yoni together and so it's that whole neural component which sends messages you know fires these neurons it it literally connects these things Mm -hmm. (laughs) wow yeah it's interesting oh man because I think of like that energetic pathway in traditional Chinese medicine that they talk about the bao mai which is the connection between the heart and the womb space but now I'm like wow, they, (laughs) it's just like they had a name for all this stuff. And then like, and everyone anciently knew this stuff was there because they were, they weren't so distracted from all the stuff that's going in and now like phones and screens and da da da. like people were living in their bodies more. So they didn't need that. And now we know we have the technology to see and know that there's this thing called the vagus nerve. (laughs) But that's what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so, it's cool how science can like reaffirm and confirm these ancient practices and seeing that go around, it's really neat. And like some people need that. It, to me, it's just really kind of makes it more interesting. But uh, yeah, it, it does feel like a, there's like just another level of, like you said, evolution and consciousness coming into now we know this quote unquote science. Let's integrate it now in a different way. Yeah, because I think people just so don't trust their intuition. It was so just told it's like not important or it's not real. People are afraid of it sometimes because it can be so powerful and scary because it can kind of tell you things you might not want to be true. Right. 
Absolutely. I mean, we've been driven. You talk about connections with screens and things, and it makes me think, okay, well, there's always connection. It's just where you're connected to. <laughs> so are you connected to your body? Are you connected to your friends, your network? Are you connected to your phone? <laughs> are you connected to all these imaginary things? <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. it is, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. um, so like, where is that connection and being able to bring that back? And then, yes, a thousand times to the fact that, you know, our culture, too, with it being so go, go, go and um, like goal oriented, certain types of success markers, then, yeah, if your intuition is saying, no, I really want you to not keep going to school for this, even though you've spent $50,000 already, or it tells you, you know, this mm -hmm. relationship isn't really working out, but you're going to get married like next week <laughs> yeah. or like whatever, like it does. It asks you to, you know, make some big choices and decisions and things. And yeah, I feel like what's been affirmed to me over and over and over again within my own life, as well as observing other people is that if it is for your greater good, it is for the greater good. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. you might not realize now that listening to your intuition to, I don't know, leave that relationship or quit that career path or whatever is actually then going to benefit not just you, but that other person or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe your kids are watching you going to school and now they see that you listen to yourself and it impacts them in that way. Or, mm -hmm. I mean, you just don't know your impact. It's that hindsight 2020. And yet mm -hmm. it is like the butterfly effect and everything. Yeah. It just, it just does. And so, in general, I do live by that rule, thought, belief that if you're doing something for your own greater good, it is for the whole picture going to affect the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. I've had those those thoughts come up for me recently, too. Just like, you know, when you're kind of like daydreaming or in a passing thought of just just the interconnection of all of us and um you know, just such the common themes of everyone feels in every group I've ever been in, whether it's people who I'm like, what you're like, have you're like this amazing practitioner. And like, I know what they do and all the things. And, and they're still like, I feel like I don't belong. I feel like I'm not good enough. I don't fit in. Mm -hmm. And I think that is like such a huge, um, thing in our current, and the planet right now of everyone living here right now is the lack of connectedness and the everyone feeling like they don't fit in and they don't belong. That is such a common theme. And I'm just really curious of like what that is, if that's um, an incarnational thing that we're all working through, if it's like a planetary in the cosmos thing, like what is that? Cause I think everyone I've ever, they everyone feels that way and it's, it's sad. And I just, wish we could all know like we do fit in there's no way to not fit in like yeah. not like this is like some pep talk and like, <laughs> I know, it's, I know. like it's kind of cheesy but it, it's just it's so deep in all of us that sense of like we don't belong and we want to fit in and no one feels that way about you and we should just all stop feeling that way <laughs> basically <laughs> turn it off no yeah but uh, 
tying it right back into this whole topic, that connection to ourselves that we get through doing just heart breathing or heart genital breathing helps with all of that because it is, it's like kind of when I was saying like you're connected to something, if you're connected to yourself and you are breathing into that, you do feel connected to all that is. Or if you believe in God, you feel connected to God or you feel connected to nature. You feel connected to the earth and you feel that. And when you feel that and embody that, it's almost like turning that off because it becomes a that just doesn't matter (laughs) Mm -hmm. type of a feeling. You know, it's like, but I'm connected to all that is so it brings that sense of I belong everywhere that I am, mm-hmm. which is another huge thing. I remember, um, I mean, gosh, this was pre-motherhood. So uh, over 12 years ago, <laughs> my friend, um, she's like one of my soul sisters. She and I were both living in the Bay Area and she went to Alaska and she went on this whole journey. It was gone. I don't remember how long she was gone. Weeks. And then she gets back and we're both just catching up and da, 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 da. And we always talk about our growth as humans. So this Mm -hmm. is like a normal conversation. And she's talking about how while she was there, she had to get really grounded and really realize and feel like I just belong here. I belong here, even though it seems like I don't because this, that, or the other. And I had the exact same experience but where I was living, I wasn't on vacation or anything, but different things were happening for me. And I was feeling so like out of place and like, I don't belong. And so I was doing my own work with all of it, just like she was way over there. And I was like, I do belong here. Mm -hmm. Like, it just doesn't matter. And this applies to me wherever I am. Mm -hmm. It's, it doesn't matter where I am. If I'm there, I'm meant to be there, you know, and then I do belong there, even if it's a crazy situation, right? So just that connecting to yourself and doing like heart yoni breathing amplifies all of that. And really, the more you embody that, the more you can bring it into each experience too. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm just listening to the star. I was really in the moment, so I'm like, which is good because then I I'm not like waiting to say something else. I'm just like, yeah, I like it was such a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know this is just such a new concept. I think for most people to live from that space, and um, I don't know why, and it doesn't matter why that this whole sense of embodiment was kind of turned off for people for a long time. you know, we don't have to know why we we might have an idea, but it's just time to turn it back on because it's our power center. And it is back. Like I see it everywhere. Like I'm seeing the word. It's funny for me to like observe words. And so I've seen the word embodied all over the freaking place, like in the last, I don't know, eight months, maybe a Mm -hmm. year. And even I'm going to be doing an offering, wink, wink, smiley, smiley, (laughs) (laughs) coming the new year that will be embodying you and it's basically like a sensual reset a reclamation of all of the components of yourself and 
you know, I was sitting here thinking, well, what's another word for sensual, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's being in your senses. And I'm just like embodied, like you're being in your body. And then that's why I feel like embodied leadership is so important because so many people that have been leading don't embody their practices. They're just doing it to make money or they're just doing it because that's what they're told or they're just going through the motions and they're not fully embodied in it. And so, you know, even in previous our connection episode, I think is when you talked about your most recent training that you went to and that was so profound because Mm -hmm. she the instructor was embodied in mm-hmm. what she was delivering. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so important and so powerful. And yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And living from that way, it's just, it's, it's so powerful and it allows everyone else to feel safe doing it. Yes. You know, when you're around someone that makes you feel good, it's probably because they're just comfortable being themselves. Everyone loves being around someone who's comfortable being themselves, even if it's like eccentric and not like you and weird. It's just like it's so freeing. At least it has been for me. It's so fun and liberating and freeing because it gives you permission then to be yourself. And I just like that was that's kind of been something that's come up for me over the last few years, even of just being totally comfortable being all the things I am and I don't fit into a certain category and nobody does. Right. And I almost think when people try to like have the whole look and vibe of like what they think they're supposed to be because of who they are, what they do, it comes off flat. Yeah. Because it's not true. Right. You know, it's like that person that's like always happy. Right. And that whole archetype. And I remember someone once saying like, yeah, you know, the archetype of like the perma smile, like the Joker, that's scary. Oh yeah. <laughs> like Jeez. it's scary if somebody is always just like, because like, it doesn't feel real to any of us because everyone knows no one is ever like that all the time. So if someone <laughs> is, you're just like, there's some weird dark stuff what's going on with you because there? there's no way <laughs> that is what's happening behind closed doors. It's just right. not possible as a human being. <laughs> right, right, I mean, right. There's one thing to be like, you know, ha- be those bubbly personalities, but I think we all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and, it, and it's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Living fully is living the living ups and downs full. and in-betweens and enjoying it all. And it's all good and real. Mm-hmm. And allowed <laughs> and welcome. Yes. So on that note, <laughs> be you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my tagline for my, my other class. So, yeah, be you, thing. live fully. That's it. Do it, do it. Yeah. Um. So yes, uh, breathe into your hearts, connect it with your genitals and watch how they connect with one another and what unfolds for you. And of course, if you have any questions about it, you can reach out to us at enlivening musings on Instagram. Um, you yeah. know, somehow one of us will get a hold of you in one way, shape or form. And I hope you enjoy your day. Bye. Thanks for musing about with us. If you loved all of that and you want more, you can find Crystal stuff at aliveness.academy or enhanceutv.com. You can also snag up her app, Pleasure Fairy. It's in the Google Play Store already and should be in Apple App Store soon. For Katie, you can find her at wellnesswithkatie.com. Enjoy. <laughs>